consume it Ain't no time for breaks now Feel like I'ma break down But I gotta stay strong Got too many all behind me Press and play on every song Gotta find my, find my, find my way Find my, find my, find my way Find my, find my, find my way Gotta find my way, gotta find my way Hey guys, welcome to the Anuas pod a podcast where hip-hop artist Jay Anua, that's me, and his brother Kev talk to fellow friends and community members about the creative process and culture and maybe a little politics thrown in there, maybe just a little bit. Today, we got a real treat for you guys. We've got my good friend, my day one. He goes by the name of Leezy the Gifted. Um, he is an incredible rapper, producer, sound engineer, marketing guru, uh, life coach type social media personality. Um, and he's just got a great infectious energy. I'm very excited for y'all to get to know him as well. But hold, hold, hold on now. Now that I've got y'all excited for this episode, um, there's this thing uh, called a subscribe button. Now, if y'all enjoy this conversation, if you enjoyed the previous episodes, I would really appreciate if y'all would hit subscribe. Um, that would be super helpful to us. Um, and I've also heard, I'm not, this is unconfirmed, but I'm pretty sure that if you don't hit subscribe and you enjoyed the conversation, that the stimulus bill gets sent back through the house and um, it gets halved again. So unless y'all want $300 stimulus checks, uh, I, 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 I would hit that button. But uh, I think we wanted to start just talking to you about your evolution um, right. in, in the industry space. Cause I know you, you know, when when you and Jason met, you were rapping exclusively, and right. then you built out that producer repertoire. You picked up marketing. You picked up piano. You've done. You 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 got a podcast now. So I'm interested to hear about like how you see your evolution, how you got to where you are today. That's a good question. Um, the evolution, dude. It's been so like I don't really. I don't know. I don't plan. Uh, I don't plan as much. Like I really just go and just mm -hmm. do kind of I'm very an instinctual person and I just go off of what I think needs to be done I kind of think in just 12 months like as the furthest I can think out I obviously have goals past it so like you know like when I first 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 started like when I was 17 like I didn't even I just remember my friend Evan like Evan Maeda just being like bro you should put out a podcast like you can rap I was like bet so my goal was like, let's just make a pod, like, well, or not a podcast, fuck, bro, a mixtape. I said podcast. <laughs> That's how, like, okay. I can edit it if you want to say it again. So again. No editing, no way. No, I like that. Well, I just, I'm, my mind is thinking about my daily fucking podcast. He said, you should put out a mixtape. You can rap. I was like, all right. It was just, well, I, I guess I got to go to YouTube and get some beats. Like, it was just so like that. And my, my career has been a lot like that. And, you know, um, I started producing music probably seven years after I started like my music career because it just, and I just asked myself logical questions like why, you know, like mm -hmm. and I just got to a point where I was like, well, like I heard about a guy named Russ who put out a song every week. Like there's no way I could afford to not produce my own music if I wanted to do that. I didn't ever commit to saying, I want to put out a song a week. I just said, I want to have the ability to do that. I want to be able to fall back on that if I ever wanted to. I'd put out music just whenever, however I wanted. And mm -hmm. I was like, I literally cannot do that if someone else produces for me. I can't do it. I can't afford it. I don't have the time. So I just started producing. You know, I didn't just start, by the way. Like I started learning. It took me, I want to say, two years before the music was, Eh, seven out of 10. Now my music's like an eight and a half or an eight or like a seven and a half. You know, I'm trying to get my music to 10 out of 10 that I fully produce, you know, but that's how I started producing. Then I was like, not gonna lie. I got hella distracted with shiny object syndrome. 
affiliate marketing, drop shipping, social media marketing has nothing to do with music, but as an independent musician, like we're always trying to find these ways to like earn money. And it's hard to put the math and the two and two together as a rapper or a musician to make money. And so I was like, bro, let me get this money somehow, some way. Um, So I was getting distracted with those things. And then I got into producing, like making beats. And I got mentored by like a couple of big producers in the industry, Legion Beats and Anno Domini. And I was like, oh, like I could build a business selling beats. Like that's definitely up my alley of being a musician. And like, I like making beats. So I got into that. And like, actually just recently, I kind of decided to like um, say goodbye to that because um, I wasn't really serving who I wanted to serve. And I wasn't serving the way I could best serve people. So I kind of am putting that to rest as like selling beats. So now I'm really more back on like the artist thing because now where I'm at is like, I'm just want to, I just want to take everything that I've learned as like, I've learned so much about marketing. I've learned about funnels, email, like everything under the sun that has to do with tools of marketing. I've, I'm not an expert. I've learned about them. Like I'm, I'm exposed to everything. And I was like, you know what? Like you just got to do this as a rapper and just, it's not easy, but you got to do it. And because that's what, you know, you believe in and, I think what it got me to that point was seeing other artists do it and like looking at guys like Ryan Leslie, who only really has 40,000 customers, but they all buy stuff from him every year. It's a lot. And if they spend a hundred bucks, you know, they make, he makes uh, 400K, you know, like that's what he literally did that. So I looked in things like examples like that. There's Tech Nine who's independent. Another artist I like, Nino Bus. There's just all these examples of these like guys who we don't really know much about. Like nobody, not a lot of people know Ryan Leslie, but that's not what's important to him. He owns his stuff. So that's kind of where my evolution's at now. Absolutely. Man, it's so interesting to hear you say that you kind of have shiny object syndrome because I've seen that and, I, and also this sense that you don't think about things before acting because from outside looking in it's like you are so dedicated right. to these things you're so dedicated to just about all of them that like and you're just one person so I feel like one of the challenges for you is figuring out where to allot your time I know because it's a challenge for me as well mm-hmm. right so uh, but that is so interesting where because if you you're making these decisions off the cuff like oh, I need to learn what Nino Bless is doing for marketing, right? I've seen him do what I want to do. Boom, I'm, I'm invested. Like, right. how do you get so dedicated so quickly? Because all these mm. things, learning to be a producer, taking voice lessons, piano, all these things take time and it's a split second decision, but right. it takes so much time. Where does that dedication come from? I, I've looked at you and I'm just like, it must be j- just from knowing yourself. Like, I can't tell what it is. Uh, mm, I've never <laughs> even once been asked that in my life. So you stumped <laughs> me. So you want to know where the dedication is? Like, do you, do you mean, like, how I'm able to just, like, make a split decision and just go and stick with something for a yes. while? Is that kind of like, oh, okay. Well, you know, it just, it totally depends on what's, Right. You know, like, it's funny because um, the answer to your question is so similar to like, you know, the numbers game that we play when we put out music, like we probably make like 100 songs for every 10 songs that we put out, like, roughly, right? Right. That's the same thing with the ideas going on in my head. I say no to more ideas in my head than I say yes to. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, I would way rather like i wish i could put out a youtube video every day but filming and editing takes too long i couldn't do that so i i say no to it you know um i'll say no to an idea and then i'll say yes to the idea later like i said no to tiktok for a while and i said yes to it for a bit and then i was like eh, fuck all that and now i'm saying yes to it again in a much in a, just a more manageable way so like there's also like an evolution to the decisions um, but like, I guess to answer your question, like, um, the dedication thing, like, I guess there's a deep emotional, like, there's just a really deep emotional, like thing that goes on with what I do. Like 
like I, I, I just like will die for my music. I mean, I, I, I just, you have to, and I just am super clear on my intentions and like, I just can't like, I just can't keep saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a rapper. If I'm not really like doing like what I think should really be done. And I also don't compare myself in a damaging way, but I look at like, okay, well, like what's this kind of person doing? Like that seems like that works for them. So I'll try it. Not because I want to be that person, but like that works for that person. Right. So I'll right. do it because if it works for them, maybe it'll work for me. And so that's different than comparing. So like the reason I even bring that up is like people will look at like, Oh, well, you know, they'll just, people just say these blanketed statements like, like, Oh yeah. Rappers are just mumble rappers these days. And like, they just do these like, like, Oh, I just need to look good and like have clout. And it's like, but that's not really working for that person. Like that person is, that's a facade. So what are you really looking at? And the re, like, again, to answer the dedication question, I'm dedicated to the stuff like that I believe will work. So like Russell Brunson said in his latest book, Traffic Secrets, if you put out a new piece of content every day for a year, you'll never have problems with money again. And I was like, well, I don't want to have problems with money. So like, <laughs> let's do a pod. And like, I swear to God, like three days after I read that, I was just like, let's just do that. Yeah. And I just really, I care. Like, I just really care about things happening the way I'm just so frustrated. Like, I'm so frustrated with shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm done being frustrated. I'm done being upset. I'm done being where I don't want to be. Like, that's where my dedication comes from. Just constantly like fucking banging my head against the wall being like, dude. Yeah. When is this shit going to fucking work? Yeah. I'm, I'm so sick of it not working. I'm right there with you, man. And that like, yeah. man, but yeah. all these things that you've done to adapt yourself and grow and evolve, mm -hmm. um, like these are skills you'll take with you forever. Mm -hmm. You know, the marketing, the production, the rapping, the mixing and mastering, like right. piano, like all of this stuff is like a full job. You know, every so, one of those things is a full time job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't named all of them yet. I'm not going to try to because it's impossible. Right. right? Like mm -hmm. the video editing, the you're a great personality on camera. That's another thing. Like, thank you. So like there's I mean, money's the, the, the value that matters to us because that's what we're focused on. We want to be secure. <laughs> but like there's so much value in the rest of that as well that I think mm -hmm. gets overlooked sometimes. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I know like <clears throat> one of the things too related to that is like I realized like this year it really hit me big that that like I was looking so hard for a framework to copy and to just do mm, and yeah. and like maybe that does work for some people, but what I've started realizing from people is I'm like, oh, 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 that's not what most people do. Like the really successful people basically take pieces from all these different places and go, how do I mix them together my way? So like, like you just named all like all these skills that I do. Like, yeah, like, but I'm going to do them. Like I'm going to mix all these different things together and blend them into like making it work for me. Like who's to say that I can't be a rapper, right? And sell CDs and merch, but also coach rappers on how to do that. Like, why can't I do that? Right. Or why can't I also, um, why can't I also uh, consult with like entrepreneurs on their branding? You know what I mean? Like, why can't I do that? Cause I, and the guy I see doing it is Gary V. He like does all this wild shit, like random ass shit, you know? He yeah. makes it all work though, because he's like, why can't I do that? Um, so like at the end of the day, like I'm really in it just to do like my evolution comes from just being like, why not? Like, why, why couldn't I, why couldn't I? Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do want to call out that that's like a very, that's a very special thing to have. Like a, the way that I see it is that a lot of people hit walls and then that slows them down. Mm -hmm. And it feels like, when you hit walls and we we've seen you hit walls, it increases your momentum. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Like that's, that's a different, I, I, I don't know what to call that, but it feels like 
a difference in mindset. I think that, I mean, Jason already called out like a level of self-knowledge, but I think that you have this obsession with applicability. Like how, how can I apply these things that are mm -hmm. like, how can I turn this information into something that actually fucking works for me? Mm -hmm. Whereas like, there's a lot, I, I feel like a lot of people are, are paralyzed by how many different ways they can go and how unattractive <laughs> a lot of <laughs> career options are for millennials who were raised on the cultural diet that we kind of have in common. We're like, a lot of people want to be artists now. It's like, a, it's there, there's a sort of a crabs in a bucket kind of deal, but some people have that fixation on like applicability and some people don't. And so I'm curious, like you've talked a little bit about like the resources that you use. I'm curious about like the tools that you've used to get there. Like you talked about the book, that's a tool, but like are you, I've seen you share some of this. This is some of the game that you put people onto on, on Instagram too. Um, but like, like journaling, like mm. meditation, like what, what are the things that have helped you stay in that mindset? Cause I know that just because that's like a, a really strong talent of yours doesn't mean that you can always be that way all the time. Like everybody breaks down sometimes and shit. So like, what are the tools that you've used that have helped you keep going in this environment? um a lot like a lot of tools like in terms of just learning like marketing skills and such like i've done like a lot of like video courses and like reading books and stuff like that that's like helped me a lot uh, i've gotten like one-on-one -on -one mentorship from people and group mentorship like that's the stuff that's helped with like my career um and just like you know that like those kinds of skills but like <clears throat> in terms of like my life and just being trying to be just a better version of me um I would say exercise is like the number one first priority for me uh, in general. And just like exercise just like does so many things for you and it calluses your brain, you know, it makes you stronger, it makes you harder. So honestly, like my physical health is way more important to me than my music career. It's never going to even be a, it will never even be close. So I think a lot of people we're so, I, I used to be different. I used to be so dedicated to music. It's like, you know, I would think like if things are going right with music, like, you know, nothing else matters. But I just was like, well, but that's not true. Like, I didn't like being fucking fat, but getting really good at piano. Like, that wasn't cool to me. I was like, that's this. This is great that I'm good at piano, but like, I don't like looking in the mirror. Like, that doesn't work. Mm. So I switched it. And when I did that, it fucking worked. Like, if you can get up and force yourself to do exercise, that's like really, really hard other stuff gets a lot easier. And the same thing with dieting. Like you guys know, I did this like live hard program. Like that was fucking ridiculous. And yep. it was a really extreme exercise diet and water thing. Like doing that, like everything else in music kind of seems easier uh, in my head. Like doing a podcast every day is like, that's not hard because I did <laughs> shit that's way harder than that. So <laughs> I would say the exercise and the diet, but like just doing shit that's really fucking uncomfortable like really uncomfortable and like the instagram thing is i hate instagram i hate instagram yeah fucking i hate video editing with a passion i i like oh my god like i do not like posting on tiktok at all like i hate all of it it's like gives me anxiety like it stresses me out like yeah but like i'm able to just say like hey like you're gonna do 15 minutes on instagram that's it and 30 minutes on tiktok TikTok, that's it for the day like don't look at tiktok and instagram other than that right and like just disciplining myself being like all right i can do that that's not hard but it just came from like the exercise the diet yes i journal every day um i meditate like pretty often like at least four to five days a week um those are probably the big mix so like exercise diet journaling Exercise, diet, journaling, meditating, and reading. Yeah, like I read a lot. I read every day. Um, yeah, like that's the stuff. Like that's why like on my podcast, like I talk so much about that stuff because that's way more important than like Instagram growth hacks. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't need a growth hack if you're not exercising every day. There's your growth hack. Like no, if you're, you're not healthy, like you don't need a growth hack. You need you're hacking healthy. yourself. You're, yes. You're, you're hacking yourself. You're changing the way that you react to different stimuli depending on context like you're you're recontextualizing your grit in the face of discomfort like you're using the physical aspect that's a very alaco thing by the way i want to <laughs> because i've known you a long time i do want to call out like the 
the the the sort of uh, pain is weakness leaving the body uh, kind of philosophy that goes into developing grit. You gotta explain who Alaco is, though. <laughs> well, yeah, he's yeah, well, he's Northern California basketball coach legend. He, I think, he's at University of San Francisco now. His son was at De La Salle. Um, they do the ASA basketball league currently. Um, where I work, I work where, for where, where we work. So. Yeah, hello, yeah. boss. Um, and uh, he was. We a, both went to the camp together. Like Kevin yeah. and I, like went to the camp together. So we share those philosophies and like, yeah. yeah. And I like I've had I I watched you for a long time and like stayed plugged in with like your habits and stuff because it it continues to be that philosophy in a context that I can more digest it now. Mm. Um, I I failed at basketball and I really like had that con like all of my grit was focused on that context like I was very stuck on like okay being gritty being resilient is taking seven hundred shots a day and running lines on my driveway like that's how I built and and so adapting that to the other shit in my life has been like an ongoing challenge for like you know ten years <laughs> right same <laughs> with me years. with basketball too what's that. Same with basketball. Like I was also like super dedicated to basketball too. Like, just like you just said. So I feel yeah. That. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I, I, I do want to echo that, like, you know, just, just like two weeks ago, I started journaling again, you know, I go through fits and starts. I think a lot of people try it and they, they take one day off and then it's like, eh, I can, I can afford to take this next few days off. And then they don't do it for like months. And like, yeah. that's been, that's a cycle that a lot of people are on. And I just want to like reinforce that, like I started doing that shit. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to write for an hour a day. I'm going to read for an hour a day. I'm going to do research for a half hour a day. I'm going to do a brainstorm for 10 minutes a day. And I just built that shit out. And then I get it all done before like 1 PM. And then I don't have shit to do for the rest of the day. And I'm like, but you feel good though, huh? Like, cause then the rest of the day, if you relax, you're like, I can relax. Cause I did hella shit. Absolutely. I feel so yeah. good after doing that. That's and the power list. It, it that's is. exactly that that's true yeah but it's interesting that you're using this you're you're using your um physical activity to self-hack too because like I, I haven't thought about it that way these feel like separate things you know and you, it's it, not it, though that's the thing and that's the same thing with when jay was talking about oh like you do this and this and this those are all full-time jobs yeah but it's all a mixture to do what i want it's bro life is like that like that's it's not so like you know, it's, it's, it's not so like, uh, it's not so like black and white cut and dry. Like life is very dynamic and it's just like, everything translates, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's just, it's like you, you, you get mentally tougher by exercising. There is no debate on that. None. Yeah. Um, and so like you need mental toughness because when it comes to, like uh recording uh you know or or just putting out hella music for example like there's just something about exercising that will make you tough it's not like like you spending hours in the studio that's not going to make you tougher you like being in the studio like we love music so it's not really making you tough to just be like i put the hours in yeah but you like it like that doesn't mean shit of course you're gonna put the hours in that's easy like you know, um, but to say like, nobody likes exercise, you know, like nobody like enjoys running when their fucking foot hurts hella bad and their knee is like throbbing. But, like we do it because when it comes to like recording a verse in 30 minutes, like now I like, see now I'm starting to unlock this new part of my brain where I'm like, yo, let me like set a time limit. Like I never do this like usually, but like, let me just put a timer on my phone, 30 minutes. I have to write this verse in 30, no matter what and keep it mm. and record it and put it out. Like I can't change the verse, yeah. you know? Do it. I just did that yesterday. And I was like, oh, fuck, I can do this. Like, I usually don't. I usually let music come very naturally, you know, which has worked for me very well. But like now I'm on this new, let's start being systematic. Like, let me be like a fucking machine. Why not? Mm -hmm. um, it came from the podcast I did with Drew Morrissey, the How to Rap Drew guy. Like, I just did that. He put me on game. He's like, bro, sometimes these studio sessions like are one hour. Like, you'll meet with Metro Boomin for an hour. That's all the time he has. And he's going to come with beats. You got to be able to like write and record the song in an hour. I was like, oh shit, that's how it is. His best friend is Perps from 808 Mafia. And he did Juice World's album. And Juice World was doing sessions in 30 minutes. 
because Juice World just freestyles and co- somehow comes out with hit records in 30, you know? Right. It's like, you gotta be ready. And so I was like, all right. So I said, well, what can you do? And how do you get ready? He's like, if you just start setting time limits for yourself. And also sometimes it helps people to just pick a time of the day. And it's like every day at this exact time, I'm going to do this activity. So every day I'll wake up at seven and I'll freestyle from 7.30 to 8 a.m. every day. That's just like an example. So exercise helps with that though. Because if you say every day, I'm going to wake up. Like for me, I wake up every day. It's two glasses of water and I got to get the hell out of my house and hit the road and do my road work, which is usually running. So it helps when I'm like, yeah, I can write a rap in 30 minutes. That wasn't as hard as the running thing I did this morning. So I could do that. You know what I mean? Just all these things that seem difficult. Rappers have a lot of problems with putting YouTube videos, podcasts, writing songs, finishing songs. I'm like, but that's not even close to as hard as the exercise. The exercise I do is fucking ridiculous. It's like last night I exercised. I was like, I don't even think I should do this right now. I was so fucking sore. Like now I'm in this weird, like fuck my body up as much as I can thing and get in the ice bath and recover and just like fucking, I'm just like more focused. I'm wait, dude, it's so weird. I'm ranting. Like I'm more focused on exercise than I am my music career right now. I care way more about my body and I prioritize it and I organize more time for that. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I have no idea. Like when I die, we'll see if it worked, but like, that's just where the fuck I'm at right now. <laughs> well, you know I, think, I, mean? I think it's, it's a, it's a way of, of you, you're, you're acknowledging in that habit that it's been the, the key to self-hacking. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of that the logical end of obsession where you are now pushing yourself within that process. You're like, how fucking far can I go? And that's right. fun for you. You've, you've, changed your brain <laughs> to now say that if if you're not enjoying it then it's not enjoyable it's it's this it's this catch it's it's this this square where, where you where you've got it we're like if you're not challenging yourself and it doesn't hurt then why the fuck are you doing it right i mean you gotta just yeah you just gotta get to a point where like dude like even as a musician like yes there's obviously parts of music we all like love like we love like you know we love like write like jay and i we like write like we're artists so we like to write we like like there's elements that we like there's some elements we don't especially like but you know like you have to fucking do it so like you might as well get used to doing stuff you don't like doing anyway and just build that habit and just start and just get to that point where you're like dude i love this because i know the result you know i don't like every part of making music like i hate vocal processing like oh it's such a pain in the ass and like oh i love vocal do it. processing you do see like <laughs> my boy Corey does too. Yeah, i fucking hate vocal processing bro that shit is so tedious like cutting it all is, the breaths and shit like ugh. oh you cut the breaths damn yeah like because that's vocal process i don't want a bunch of <gasps> in my songs anymore <laughs> so anyway you know that's just you know and any artist who gets into this thinking i just want to do music because i love music it's just like well yeah, like that's great, but like you got to understand, like there's parts of it that you're not going to like. You got to be able to get through that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Jason, can I make a spiritual point on this? Because that's that's my fucking obsession. That's what oh, absolutely. Come on, what's spiritual with me? <laughs> this this right here, like you're talking about, like grit, toughness, um, uh, uh, resilience, being able to do things, be, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Like this is a way of. It's not just that. If you, if you abstract from that, it's, this is a way of you seeing the results of your willpower. Like this is you seeing your will in action because if you didn't want to do it and you did it, that proves to your brain that your mind has power, that you can change your reality <laughs> with, with the mere fact of intention, with just paying attention to something and doing it intentionally. And I think that's like a really beautiful thing because I think people feel for a lot of reasons, and I'm not going. I'm not going to go on a political rant. I promise. But for a lot of reasons, people feel very stuck right now. Yeah. And there's, it's hard to believe that you have any sort of power to change your own reality, change your own beliefs, change the patterns that you're stuck in because you you feel trapped and you don't have any evidence of your will accomplishing anything, and like making that a practice that you do is a really good individual and social thing. I mean, if you're plugging in with other people who are doing that too, but like 
it's a really interesting way of like changing the way that you approach the entire world. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Really fucking cool. Um, I'm curious to ask you guys a question. Oh no, Jay, go ahead. Go ahead. Jay, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it also fits in with this resilience that I see in you, which is obviously like, it's really tough. Like there's a lot of rejection in music. You're not always seeing your will achieving your goals in music, like in the specific metrics you're looking for. Right. right. Um, but you are building up confidence. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that confidence, just like you were saying earlier about the different skill sets that kind of translate, right. That confidence, it translates to everything else in your life. Right. And so um, that that's kind of what I'm learning <laughs> from you. I always learn from you when I talk to you. I learned from you guys. Like I learned so much from you guys. Like, so it's, it's a mutual, it's yeah. mutual. Beautiful. What yeah. did you want to ask us? Well, I'm curious as to like, this is very random, but like something Kev said, just got me. What has been your guys's feelings or reactions towards helping other people or like trying to affect change in other people this year, maybe specifically? What do you mean by affect change in other people? Like, 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 because like, I like have had a. This is like probably one of my biggest pain points and challenges. Is I like want to help people so badly, and I just can't help everyone. And um, I just like I think sometimes like this is totally in my own head. I'm not speaking for anybody but me right this second. I just think it's too easy for me to talk about other people and it's too easy to just for me to just criticize people all the time in my content. And it kind of makes me look cool. It might makes me feel really cool. And I look at myself in the mirror and I go, who the fuck are you to even talk about other people in their (laughs) business? You don't know anybody else, but yourself, you have no idea what's going through people's brains, their psychology, what they've been through. You don't know if that one experience on the playground that one day when they were seven years old, fucked their whole shit up. And that's mm-hmm. why they can't put out a YouTube video now. Like you got to, so that's been me. So, but the problem is there's a, it's not just, I can't criticize people. That also means I can't help people the same. Cause that means that there's people who I can't help. And it's hard because I want to help people. But then I'm like, well, look, the fact is you're totally full of shit and I don't want to be mean to you. So why don't I just leave you alone? (laughs) Because I don't want to hurt your feelings and bully you because I don't feel good when I bully people. You you don't feel good if I bully you. Why don't I just stop? Mind my own fucking business. It's like, I'm curious as to your guys' stuff because Kev, you said people feel like they're in her rut and I'm just like, I, can't, I don't even care about other people because I just like get too overwhelmed with it. I don't think you're bullying. I don't. Because I, I think what you're doing is, you, I mean, you're giving people honesty, which is, in my experience, what you've always done. And I think it's true that there are certain people that you can't help that you have to let go of. Um, but I think it does matter the angle that you're coming from. Um, and I think people do, they can pick up on that you know, even if it's not an explicit thing, it's right. like, if you're trying, you're trying to educate people. So present it to them, you know, and like, I, I wouldn't, uh, you can't walk them, hold their hand and walk them through it. Right. But well, yeah. like, I'll give you an example, like, sorry to cut you off. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, I didn't really realize on this. I don't want this to sound like a flex. It's not, I just didn't realize the power of my influence until like, Like I had said, like, I can't go all the way with this story. Like, that's why I'm like, eh, like, but like I had posted this video. I could say it like this. I had posted this video and somebody who is somewhat of a prominent figure got really upset with what I said Mm. really personally. And I think I burned a bridge with them. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I didn't even realize, like, I could do that. I didn't think that. I am st- I just still think of myself as lazy freestyling at lunch at school. Like, I don't think of myself as somebody who can influence at all. 
I mean, now mm. I get it, but I didn't for a while. I didn't understand like that. I'm so used to just living in the trench, not actually in the trenches of life. I live pretty good life. I just mean in the, my career, I'm so used to being in the trenches, putting out whatever I wanted and no one hearing it and just yeah. being like, fuck it. I'll say whatever I want. Now I'm like, I just can't say whatever I want because people hear it. So now I'm like way more careful with my words. And like, I know now people hear me and I don't know if they hear me and they don't know me. And I like, I don't know what I don't know. Now I know that the way my content is, is like, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know who I don't know. Now people hear me and I don't even, people have DM me saying, I've been listening to you for a year and I'm just now hitting you up. I'm like, whoa, fuck for real. So for 365 days, you knew me and I didn't know you at all. And I'm like, who the fuck else is like that? Yeah. So I'm like really fucking like eh, eh, like tiptoeing and shit now because I'm like, who the fuck knows? That happens all the time. Or people will be like, bro, I love your content. Like you're amazing. I don't know who this person is. They don't have any pictures of themselves on their Instagram. So they know what the fuck I look like. I don't know what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't just say whatever. I just, I feel like I'm really worried to hurt people's feelings. I'm worried that like I would be, I would, I would be dreaded if someone killed themselves because of some shit I said. Mm. Lizzie's right. I ain't enough. Like that would fucking ruin my life. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm so afraid of that. Like that's real shit that I'm worried about. It's kind of dramatic. I know, but like, I really think about that, you know? Yeah. You're taking it seriously. Um, I think that, I think those things that you're talking about are, are, are very connected in, in a specific way. Um, and you've already alluded to it, that, that sense of like, being alienated from those people, like not knowing who they are, but knowing that you're, you're visible. And right. uh, I think that's connected to the bullying thing. Like that's how people c communicate everywhere online. Like everybody takes each other in, in bad faith and everybody has something hot to say. I mean, you, anybody who follows me on Instagram knows that I fucking rant and that I just like put a fucking thing up criticizing something. It's the same deal. Like everybody's doing what you're doing. Is, is what I want to call out is that, that that's sort of the way that we engage on social media for a variety of, of reasons that we don't have to like <laughs> try and parse right now. Um, damn, I'm forgetting what I'm saying. Well, anyways, th those things are connected in that way. And so like, I don't think that if somebody's going to blow their brains out with you on their lips, I don't think that that's necessary. Like, People do terrorist attacks and then say subscribe to PewDiePie. You know what I'm saying? Right. They didn't. They didn't do the terrorist attack because <laughs> because they were subscribed to PewDiePie. Like the, the things that happen over the internet are are there's a certain level of remove um, between it being like social and non-social. It's like in between, and so it's it's right. this way of engaging with people where like we take them in bad faith because what they're saying and what they do is like a piece of content to consume that they know to engage with emotionally and have an emotional response to it. And so it's either, it's very, it can be very profound. It can, it can also be really offensive. And I just think that like, if you had said the exact same words in the same room as that person who, who you might've burned the bridge with, you probably wouldn't have burned the bridge. It's just, it's, it's, it's a different context. So like, I think that, you know, I don't know how to solve for it given the way that we communicate online because it's, you know, it's, it's, marketize and, and and there's a lot of like everybody's worried about their platform and it's it, it is it is competitive in a way that's implicit and not just for you and the people in your field but for fucking everybody like everybody yeah. liking and commenting is a competitive social act it's it's trying to it's it's trying to express an internal value <laughs> externally to other people and so like that that is a really hard it, i don't think it's possible to be 100 percent responsible with a platform. I think that you being mindful of it at all times is really good. But I think that the key is just like, when this pandemic shit is over and like, I just think you should be in the room with people as often as possible. That's where all the magic happens. I, I really think that. I really think that all, like all, everything social that happens in the room with people where you're looking each other in the eye and communicating, it's still possible to be, to take each other in bad faith. It's still possible to really hurt each other. But that is what, like that's what we are like that's what made us the monkeys that you know beat the other monkeys like we, we <laughs> communicated we were able to tell each other stories and look face to face and share ideas with each other that we could then build things on and so like it's it's 
harder to do that in a way that you can trust each other um, over the internet. So I don't have advice for you, Lee. I don't know. No, no, but But, even all that you just said is good stuff. Even the stuff you guys just said is, it's good stuff. You know, I, I think, I think I overthink a lot and I very fucking critical of myself, which is not good. That's my, that's also one of my biggest faults. So even this, this is one of those things where I'm just like, dude, keep saying what you're saying. Like, I think it's better to be polarizing anyway. Um, I've always respected people like Kanye West, um, Floyd Mayweather, the way he talks. I always have respected people who are polarizing unless they're saying something that I'm very against, but like those two dudes, for example, um, Dame Dash. I don't know if you guys have ever like watched the very famous Dame Dash on Breakfast Club interview. It's that changed my life. Like one interview that was an hour. I was like, oh my God. Uh, Gary V says stuff that's very polarizing. Uh, so I, I gravitate towards people who say things like that because to me, I look at those people as going like, wow, you're so brave. Like, I really think those people are so brave and you've changed my life. Like I think because of, I think the way I think because of most of these people. And so I want to be that too. I want to affect change in people to that point. Um, I just am, you know, I've seen the negative effects of it and you don't expect it, you know, you don't expect somebody that you used to look up to then now hating you you don't expect that and it's like whoa fuck, like that's fucking crazy like this is a guy like you don't expect somebody that you used to support that you used to really like be a fan of now they know you and they hate on you yeah like whoa like that like i just i was like whoa what the fuck like i'm still a rookie like oh my god like that shocked me um or somebody like commenting being like why are you comparing you know your struggles to mine like you're making me feel less of my struggles because of the ones you're talking about. And I'm like, Oh fuck. I didn't mean to do that. Like my B. Yeah. Like that's the shit where I'm like, Ugh, like, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? But then like, dude, like sometimes like there was this video I shared where I was like, I hate when people complain. I think about my grandma, Holocaust, blah, blah, blah. Totally taken out of context because like, obviously people complain. I just meant if you complain and don't want to fix it, but I didn't say that in the vid. Yeah. And so, so anyway, so this, this guy did a copy paste, yo, I'm a 16 year old rapper looking for my chance to just, if you could just go check on my music and I will fucking call people out who do that on the comment. I'm like, bro, that is you. I said, horrible way to promote yourself. And then I commented to myself, you just, I just opened up about my grandma and you just tried to shamelessly plug like your marketing sucks. And then mm-hmm. he just said, fuck yo grandma. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's ig man that's that's isn't that oh comedy i didn't and i didn't take offense to it i just like reported really good like oh good call and then i just like reported his account and blocked him but that's just like yeah like that's the fucking internet like, that's why that shit stresses me out i'm like bro fuck it's all stressful that. we're not supposed to be on it our brains aren't supposed to have to hold all this shit and know how to interact in just fucking visual characters like that's no. not we're supposed yeah, to be able right. look at each other and, and be able and, and see from the expressions in each other's faces the degree to which we should trust each other that's mm-hmm. and that's something we just can't have we just can't have it so you know i think that my judgment on people has been a, and like i've been a victim of like my perception of people has been better or worse because of it and like i've like uh, let myself affect friendships because they didn't interact with me on social media the way I wanted them to. Yeah. So weird because yeah. I respond yeah. to every single comment and DM. Well, I don't respond to every DM because some of them are spammy, but like, that's me, yeah. you know, I'll take the time. Will I do it right away? No, maybe it'll take me a day or two, yeah. but I will respond. Yeah. So I get really pissed off when people don't respond to my comments and I know they see it. It bothers the shit out of me because <laughs> if you're an up and coming artist, and I know you, or even if I don't know you personally, but you're small and I fucking hit you with a comment, like you're not going to respond. Like that bothers me so much to where I'm like, no, fuck you. It's like, <laughs> wait, that's so dumb. Like, why do I act like that? Who gives a fuck? I didn't, didn't respond to a comment. Like, who cares? Birdman interviews put, put some respect on my name. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because we're all just like reading tea leaves. We're all just kind of, yeah. we're, socially interacting in 
a system, it's social media, where there is no like precedented like way to interpret things. Like like Kevin was saying, you can like look at someone's face to see if you can trust them. On social media, it's like you automatically just don't give the benefit of the doubt because it's just text on a screen. And it's really, it's really strange. Um, it's, I don't think, I think we all, um, I think we all just kind of interpret those things differently. Like you said, like someone not responding to comments to you might mean they're being negligent, right? Yeah. To them, they might just be thinking like, oh, I got to, I hate social media. You know, I'm just going to do this post and leave it and, and turn it off. <laughs> you know, part of what bothers me though, is like, I, I leave, like, one of the things I've done is I've coached artists, you know, I'm not doing it currently. I'm kind of putting that to rest because I want a little more success and then I'll do it again, but I have done it before. And um, so like, I've, I've heard, like, I've heard the problems. I've heard the complaints. I've talked to artists. I've talked to bigger producers who've also talked to other artists and like so many artists talk about their struggles with social media. And I guess that like, it just so bothers me when like something like that happens. Cause I'm very, like you guys talked about like my dedication to this shit. I'm like, well, it's to a point where like, I mean, you kind of look at the stuff I do and I'm like, it's not that crazy. Like some of it is, but some of it's not. I just respond to every comment. So it bothers me when I hear artists complain, um, but they don't respond to comments but they don't go to that DM, but they're struggling and they're like, I'm an independent artist. And, you know, I'm just, just trying to, you know, it's so, it's so like, they, 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 they try to like stand behind the message of how hard it is to be an independent artist. And I'm like, you really don't have the right to even say that because you don't do everything you should be doing in the first place. Um, and like brand building and like making money and like making a busyness, like a business, you know, like where you like do something for someone and then they give you money. Like right. that right there, what I just said, is like so fucking foreign to artists. It like is. that concept. It's our, you know? it, it's our personalities. Like that's, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to write books for a living. Like I'm trying to write novels, which like, <laughs> okay. Love that. Yeah, that. That shit's also kind of dying, but that's okay. I'm, I'm okay. Okay. Um, but, but you know, the so are, what's that? Oh yeah. Every, I mean, everything, the money is being stripped out of every creative endeavor because you can yeah. just keep, you can generate it. I mean, AR, AI is going to be writing novels, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think, I think that's, that's one of the, that's one of the real, um, really interesting things about, um, having you on the pod and talking to you because a lot of artists think like I make the art and then the money comes, I make the art and then I get the success and then I have the things. And it's like, no, there's a lot of steps in between. But then I think another thing that you're dealing with, Lee, is that art, art is, it brings out a lot of ego. Yeah, I guess. Yep. Like you're creating this thing that is an extension of yourself that you've developed with your own creative powers. And there's a lot of pride that goes into doing something like that. It's a different kind of labor. It takes a lot of, I think, I guess the only, the main difference is just like, the attention and intentionality, which is, we're coming back to that, but it, it's this higher level of attention and care that goes into this thing. And then you extrapolate from that, this image of yourself as somebody that creates these special things. And so if my things are extra special, you know, the money will find me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the, the eyeballs will find me, the, the talent will find me. And it's magical thinking and people know that it's not, true on some level but i think that like you're at a level where you are you're so far past that in terms of like looking for application looking for tools to build the scaffolding between where you are and where you're going mm -hmm. um and so like that might be that might be part of the challenge in, in empathizing with other people online for you too is that like the way that you approach life is aspirational i think that's mm -hmm. that's another thing like part of your brand part of who you are is aspirational not necessarily like the way that you're living the way that like you know gary v will have like his <laughs> his assistants in the video and he'll be in like a high rise or whatever like it's not necessarily that kind of aspirational yet but it's the kind of aspirational where like people see you as a decision maker you're just mm -hmm. doing shit 
you have strong opinions. You are that kind of iconoclast, like, you know, the people you look up to, like, like Kanye, like you're, you're coming up and you're, and you're saying shit. And so like, part of the challenge for you might be like working with people who are just like, who haven't developed that and don't even know, aren't even aware that they need to develop that at all. Like it's that lack of awareness. Like you're coaching people who haven't developed it, but like are intentionally going to you to develop that. And like knowing that that's even a problem, you have to get over so many layers of your own ego to even understand that. And like, that can be really frustrating, but I also want to offer up that's like pretty natural too. Totally. And like, that's also part of the story that's been told over and over. Like the, this sense that like, what I mean by that is like the story of, oh, I made the music. I shared the music. I've made it. I've become successful. You know what I mean? Which is like, maybe how it happened kind of at one point in time, like you sit down with an A&R, you play the music and they're like, yeah, you are talented. Maybe we should sign this guy, you know? But like nowadays it's like their first thought is like, what, you know, let's look at their Instagram. Let's see what social media they're on. Let's see if they're taking it seriously. Let's see if they have a following. Um, And so it's a totally different game nowadays and nobody's, you know, holding artists' hands and walking them through it. Y'all, that is it for part one of our chat with Lizzie the Gifted. Really hope y'all enjoyed it. Now, if you did, please hit that subscribe button. You know, if you do hit subscribe, you know, the next time you're plugging in a USB cord, you'll actually get it right the first time. Um, So uh, love y'all. Bye.